Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Your hosts today, Robbie Rockets, 12617, and the dude, Dariel, are here to bring you a new episode of Spit Wars. Here we go, let's dive in. Well, here we are. The end of the Skywalker saga. I'm not. I'm not happy. Well, I'm kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I just finished watching them all from the course of yesterday and today, and I'm just there's yeah. only one of them. Like, and the rest yeah, pretty them. much. I'm I'm with you on the same boat. It does nothing special. There's nothing new to Star Wars. We do come to the Force Awakens though, and basically, I I say it's just a soft reboot of a New Hope. Like starting off in a desert planet. Yeah. Oh God. See now, this is my thing. They just. Or like why? Yeah, come up with a new planet that wasn't a desert. Yeah. Maybe she could have came from, like, uh, a city, like a city-type planet, you know? And she lived in the slums. I or, was just going to say that. Or I'm... she could have just grew up in the woods, you know? Like, in, a, like, a Kashyyyk-type planet or something. You or know? she could have just grew up on, like, a space base. Why did she have to grow up on a desert planet? Like, you know? a certain Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker. Like... Nema outpost, like that's not supposed to be some sort of Mos Eisley spaceport. Spaceport. Right? It's just like a, a low budget Mos Eisley spaceport because nobody's drinking. Everyone's exactly. buying crap. I do like the difference of a lead stormtrooper mm-hmm. and in, as in Captain Phasma. And it was also interesting to me because it's the first time we saw a female yeah. in all of Star Wars. Star Wars, stormtrooper, Imperial. You know, we never had a clone trooper. That was a female because they were all one person and especially the different armor, the significance of it being silver or like nice platinum. Silver. Yeah. You can tell that she's a head boss. Not she gives know. you Boba Fett vibes. In a sense. When they stand in the room, you know, you, you pay attention to who they are. You know that guy is someone. Exactly. even in the original trilogy, Boba Fett's not on screen for that long, but people talk about him like he's the greatest thing ever and he's only on screen for eight minutes. But yeah, he has such a presence where people are, go, are like, Boom, wow. But uh, freaking Jakku. I will point out that, you know, how Jakku has those Star Destroyers there and that it's from the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront I like that little cameo. Because I always wondered how that got there. And then that video game making that storyline of that happening. I thought that was a nice little tie-in and everything. Cute Um, little tie-in, you know, to explain to me why I'm on a desert planet again. Yeah, again, right? And of course, what alone happens again? A droid comes along in the desert. A droid has the plans to some something. He has some top secret information so, that everyone needs. So you have all that happen. And of course, you know what I find the most ironic thing? Luke wants to leave Tatooine. People want to leave Tatooine. But yeah, hold on. Everybody right? wants to go back to Jakku. What the hell? I was so glad when they finally had left that planet. Good riddance. And, of course, they leave in the best ship, the Millennium Falcon, which made its way there. When they leave, though, the one thing, it cuts to Hux and Kylo Ren talking about talking the clone to- army versus a programmed from birth. I'm curious to know, what, it, what like, we all know what the clone army is. What do you think they mean, like, programmed from birth? Like, obviously, we know they take these stormtroopers or these people when they're born. Kind of like similar to what the Jedi do. They take the child mm. when he's born what do you think like he means by program i think they run simulations like they do clones but to run uh-huh. children i think what they do 
because it's we. They never explain how they get the children. They just say they go to random planets. Yeah, my. But I really think these children are Jedi. That is my theory. I believe that they were tracked by being force sensitive and brainwashed, programmed as clones. So then they would never, you know, get that feeling. Yeah, because so. all the troopers that become free of their programming or whatever they all say it's a feeling like they feel something that's telling them to act out of their programming out of their norm yeah like finn Almost, did yeah so it's, i think it is the force pulling at them i would love for some of that to have been explored a little more you know i mean we uh, we understood the whole clone army aspect because they're not going to want a clone army after you know, an execution of Order 66, what if it were to backfire on them for the future? So that means you would just have to put in the order with the Kaminoans yourself and not rely on a Jedi Master who's been dead for 10 years. I'm pretty sure Cypher Diaz has been dead. And I love how we're on the Falcon. Well, I do want to point out how Han fires Chewie's crossbow for the first he time. We see that in the ever. film. That was, like, kind of cool. And He's never held it. I don't yeah. think he's ever picked it up yeah never never fired that it's like attached right to there. chewy you never i don't think i've ever seen anyone with a bowcaster yeah no and not no one at all in all honesty not even in like video games books comic books nothing. actually the only actually well the only video game was in the legends timeline now was night seal republic remember uh big uh, z yeah you're right you're right big z he was he was the don big Shout z out with to big the crossbow. Z. but you're on the falcon remember Han says how the Force was like a myth or whatever. And this time religion. now, Rey is saying like she thought Luke Skywalker was a myth and everything. I just think that's ironic. Almost like the same thing happening, but just two different names of things happening. It's also point. funny how Han is so when they positive meet Han, about it. Yeah, he's so positive. But when they meet Han, they're like, Han Solo, the general of the, re- of the rebellion. And then Ray's like, you mean Han Solo, the re- the smuggler? Yeah, the, t- the two different sides of Han. Or uh, when she disgraced the Millennium Falcon for making the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. Come on. You know, I don't have the magnet on my car for no reason that says I just made the Kessel Run for 12 parsecs. All right. Yeah, some interesting things there. You have Han, who is so positive about the belief and faith and hope of when When he was Luke younger, and he was Force. And when you see him in A New Hope, he's like, ah, it's a hokey little thing. And you see all the other small little things. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like, Finn grabbed the training droid out of a bag. You know, bag, the, one, yeah. the one that Luke used. Um, and then the board game was the turned on, was turned on right when the guy is getting smashed from A New Hope. So yeah. I thought I thought those little uh, small things were... I like uh, the hollow chest scene in Rise of Skywalker, though. I'll say that's, like, one of the top scenes <laughs> in the movie. He's um, definitely seen it. <laughs> no, you're 250 years old, of course. Of course you're going to beat us. I'm joking. Get over yourself. So we're off to Maz's castle. We see Vader's head still uh, intact for Kylo Ren. Like he worships this idol. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's, he's trying to be his grand. I think that's the whole, that's Kylo's, that was supposed to be his art. Because you see, he's trying to emulate Vader. And then in Last Jedi, he gets reprimanded for trying to be Vader. So he smashes the helmet. He betrays his master to become like the supreme leader. He's not he's no longer in service to anyone, unlike his granddaddy, who is always serving someone, did things his way, and then he went back to serving the Emperor and Rise of Skywalker. I always wanted to know like 
where he got Vader's head remains from. Just like in the next scene when we arrived to Takodana with Maz's castle and everything, Maz has Luke's lightsaber. How did she find that thing off Cloud City and on the planet of Bespin? Like, I know she says it's a story for like another time and whatnot. You know, I feel like that's something that's got to be told to us. That's something we want to know. I think people get more intrigued by wanting to know something from the original trilogy. Like, how did it get back here? So maybe you should send a letter to George Lucas. I mean, this wasn't his sequel trilogy, so that's why we don't know. But that lightsaber comes, and it calls out to Ray in Ben's voice, saying, these are the first steps. And you hear Yoda, Luke is seen, and then you see the little glimpse of the Knights of Ren. But we get that raging battle of the First Order and the Resistance. Your good friend, Admiral Akbar, oh. is shown on screen. And it's not a trap. Yeah, it's not a trap. <laughs> becomes a trap later but you know we get that whole reunion of everything of see everyone we see r2 3po thinking he's not recognized with a red arm arm you know like, oh, it's me c3po you probably didn't recognize me with my red arm like, like shut uh, up shut 3PO. up you're more annoying he's more annoying <laughs> in this trilogy yeah actually yeah he must have had like a few circuits get changed over the 30 year span i i mean he does provide some good comedic relief you know, I'll give him that. I do enjoy his comedic relief at times. But we have uh, Ray gets I'm taken. Stuck. Now yeah. Finn don't want to run away. He wants to go save her and whatnot. Eventually, you had Ray met at Finn for running away. And then basically, Ray was kind of running away. Because she didn't want the lightsaber. Lightsaber. She didn't, want a li- she didn't want that life. She wanted to stay on Jakku. Sorry, your parents weren't coming back. Because they're dead. And what's on Jakku? Nothing. You live inside a destroyed walker. AT-AT, man. What, who wants to live in the AT-AT still counting down the days? You're going to live inside a Star Destroyer? Well, I mean, for her benefit, at least she knows how the Star Destroyers work because that's how she was able to escape. You know, using her Jedi mind trick on that Stormtrooper. That Stormtrooper is Daniel Craig, who played James Bond. They were filming, when this movie was being filmed, the other James Bond movie was being filmed. It was being filmed at the same time. They were both being filmed in London. And I think it's funny, because his name used to be JB007. Ah, James Bond. They changed it, believe it or not. You you know the Lego Star Wars games. Mm -hmm. All of the Stormtroopers are all FN-whatever number. So if you look up to find that Stormtrooper... Like, if you look at Daniel Craig's, like, list of movies, he'll be listed as FN1824. And that name came from, what that's what they named that Stormtrooper in the video game. So they just took the name and made it canon, basically. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, nice little fun facts. I like these little sprinkles. Yeah, well, believe it or not, Chewie and Han get the Falcon back, and they have the Raptors there. The game actually has the story of how Chewie and Han ended up there with the Rathtars. You do the mission of the Rathtar hunting. They even give you a mission in that game on how 3PO got his red arm. They made a comic about it. Oh, did they? They did, yeah. I didn't even know it. Was he, it on, a, like, he got a comic. Was it like a random planet with him and a bunch of droids? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly the same mission. Yeah. That's the same mission, yeah. Random planet, bunch <laughs> of droids. You know, Han. Han's a great guy. Well, is a great uh, guy. When they get inside Starkiller Base, you know. I was so happy out. when him and Chewie finally get the Falcon back. You see Han and Leia reunite. Now, who we also know Kylo Ren is now their son, Ben. Now he's got to confront him. And I don't know about you, I shed a tear. 
that's I did. that's just me. I Every when time. I saw it when I saw it in theaters, I shed a tear. I like, cried. I was Han, like, no. Han is my guy. Like he's my favorite Star Wars character who's not a Jedi. You know, I was very upset that he had been killed right there, and oh, it it still it still gives me tears when I watch the movie. I know like, it gives, it gives me tears too. I'm like, it's not even why. It's oh no, why'd you have to do that? Why? Yeah. Was there no other way? And it's not like his son wanted to do it. There was so much he, conflict. He was very confused, and he still did it. And poor Chewie is that's you know the first uh, beginning of his deaths throughout this uh, sequel trilogy. But we get this thing. So Starkiller base, you have the battle going on and suing Ray and Kylo and Kylo and Finn. And my whole thing is, is like when I first saw the force awakens, I was kind of mad that Finn was using this lightsaber at first. I wasn't, I didn't care. I was mad up until I had rewatched the Phantom Menace over again and then i thought about like the whole quick reflexes thing you know he battles that stormtrooper kind of weapon he's using like that extends yeah. and so in a sense he's had some sort of training with a weapon that does that then i wasn't mad about it because finn is a jedi so yes low key everything's copacetic we're all good everything's fine here there's no leak in the detention level yeah good. Uh, every, everything's fine here fine um here. uh how, how are you are you okay good we're sending a squad up. I love, uh, you, you see like how Kylo is just weak because he couldn't even handle someone like Finn or Rey, to be honest. They're both handling a lightsaber for the first time in their lives, both these people. He didn't have the strength to beat them. Him losing, you have Hux, who I, I can't stand Hux. Hux is like, he thinks he's, I feel like he thinks he's Grand Moff Tarkin. And he's not Grand Moff Tarkin. You are a parody of Grand Moff Tarkin in my opinion. And that's opinion. what makes him great to me. I All think right. it's funny. Uh, I love that he gets toyed with because I feel like he just thinks he's the man and he's the boss. So I, I was very happy on how he gets toyed with. No, Nobody is uh, Grand Moff Tarkin except Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, but unlike, unlike Tarkin, Hux leaves. He's smart. He, he, he doesn't have I guess arrogance. he's smart. Well, you know, yeah, because Tarkin had the arrogance. He was very cocky. He's like, He was like, I'm going to do it. He's like, we have this battle station. I will not retreat. They can't beat In our moment thing. of glory? No, and never. So, Hux, being the wise one, he leaves with Kylo Ren to go meet up with Snoke to finish the training. But you have, like, that whole thing that's similar. Instead of a planet getting blown up, you had a whole system blown up by this Starkiller-based planet. Destroyed yeah. the whole New Republic. I didn't even yeah. get to see the New Republic. They um, mentioned it, and then it was gone. I wish the movie to take started over. in the New Republic. I have I, no connection to it. I agree. So when they destroyed the New Republic, it's for me, it's like, okay, okay that's fine. I didn't know who anyone was in this New Republic. Was Coruscant a part of the New Republic? It, it doesn't make sense to me because the, the Resistance isn't an army for the New Republic, but it's fighting the war for them. It baffles me. You have, you have freedom. You have a New Republic. Why don't you start in the New Republic? Why don't you start mm -hmm. the sequel trilogy in the place you fought to build in the original? We didn't have it at all. J.J. Yeah, Abrams, hit me up, bro. Hit me up. We started off 30 years later with The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, hit me up. I want to know why. But we came to the end of The Force Awakens where Luke is finally found. I love that R2 came back. 
He brings this to Luke on the Falcon. Chewie, Ray now finally meeting Luke for the Luke first for time. The first time ever. And, you know, she sees Luke and you ever notice like there's that gravestone that Luke stands over there and we don't even know what it is. Maybe he fell in love and he got a little something and we don't know about it. Yeah. Like there's, there's 30 years to fill in that we don't know about. You're telling me that boy stayed celibate for 30 years? You're going to tell me 30 years? He didn't have a lover? He didn't have a Padme of his own? I feel like that was something that uh, we didn't get, though. I feel like we missed, uh, we missed out. They didn't tell us. The force, force will guide us to that, to that <laughs> revelation. Something big is definitely going to come about. But you know what else is big? The fact that Luke did not want to train Ray. That was huge. And because she meets you, him and he he's like He tossed the lightsaber. Tossed the lightsaber. He's like, What do I what am I gonna do with this? You know what I find interesting is how this is the first Star Wars movie that actually continues right after the other. But it's, I think that's what makes the right last Jedi it. the best one. One of the reasons. It's cool that it leads right into it. Yeah. It has, I, it has an amazing opening. Listen, Poe Dameron is a funny guy in that beginning and especially the way he toyed the way he toys with hawks that's like the best thing about that oh, beginning the way he messes with hawks it's amazing he yeah, makes hawks look dumb this this is the best movie the last jedi is the best movie out of the sequel trilogy yeah. hands down uh i'm on board with you on that one i don't I like know why some people hate it but yeah i don't get I, it's I think, different it's not like star wars it's something yeah. new it doesn't that's why i hate the force awakens and the rise of skywalker it feels exactly like the original trilogy even though the prequels are star wars it's something different from yeah. what we got in the original trilogy we're seeing a whole different world we're seeing how before the empire there it was this thriving society of peace and then there was a war and how that republic fell mm-hmm. and in this and then in this sequel trilogy we just get rehashing of things we've already seen before this it's movie. why the clone wars the clone wars cartoon works because it's new adventures we've never seen within the universe yeah and you finally get that feeling of who clones are clones are the rebels cartoon works because it introduces you to a whole new crew of people and then eventually you see how it connects to maybe a new hope or to the clone wars or just the larger Star Wars universe and lore. Or even something something as new as The Mandalorian mm-hmm. shows nothing, nothing of our of the new republic of the world of Star Wars that we know. The only thing that's Star Wars and the Mandalorian in reality is just the aliens. And the fact that we have a alien that looks just like Yoda, the child. But and see it's not it's not copying things that happen in the movie. It's being its own thing. That's what makes Star Wars Star Wars. When you have these new adventures within the universe, not retellings and rehashings of shit that I've already seen before. And The Last Jedi has like, to me, I feel like it's the biggest connection of the Force to all the movies. It's the biggest connection to the Force. It gives you so much character progression between characters like Rey, well, not Rey, but more so Poe and Ben and a a bit of Finn, a bit of Finn. Finn starts off as a coward in The Last Jedi then at the end of The Last Jedi, he tries to sacrifice himself to be a hero. How do you go from coward to hero? That, that's amazing. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. Because we got, you know, as much we did get to see Finn a lot in The Force Awakens, we get to see him a lot more and see who he really is in The Last Jedi. And that's how we got to see Poe, who he really was in The Last Jedi. 
you know, we didn't get as much screen time with Poe in The Force Awakens. So all of that was kind of made up for in The Last Jedi. And it was brilliant the way he, you know, gets this whole opening going down, messing with Hawks and taking down a dreadnought. You know, we, we don't need heroes. We need more leaders. We have enough heroes. All heroes do is die. He went too far. He went too far. And on top of that, Holdo was also trying to teach him the same lesson. Yeah. And he didn't get it. He did not get it. The whole Holdo thing, at first, I thought that this woman, I was like, yeah, I think I want to kill this woman. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm a fan of her. And then I had, like, as I rewatched the movie more times, I was like, she's 100% right. Yeah, no. She's she really right. is. See, I'm... It didn't take me multiple viewings of the movie to get that I like to like her. I actually hated her when I first saw her, when they first introduced her in the movies, you know, in the movie when I went to go see it in the theater, obviously. So once you see her plan, once she puts them in the transporters, you see, oh, she's doing what Leia would have wanted to do. What she's doing, Leia would have done already. She's trying to, she's willing to sacrifice one thing to save everyone. Mm-hmm. Which is what a leader does, not a hero. A hero sacrifices everything to just save a little bit. While, whereas a leader will sacrifice just the one, usually themselves, to save the many. And we do eventually see that from Admiral Holdo. <laughs> With the Holdo maneuver, fans yeah. are very split on the Holdo maneuver. A lot of people don't like it. It worked, didn't it? Saved everyone's life. You know, aside from that working, you had Ray work with Luke trying to figure out why he's doing what he's doing. doing. You know, when he, the, when he threw the lightsaber, it's crazy because it did go against everything Luke stood for in the original trilogy. But you kind of understand why he does it. Yeah, he's... You know? over, if you're paying attention to the movie, you see why he's grumpy. He's, you know? he's regretful. He, he ha, he's, he's fearful to make the same mistake he made with Ben and his other Padawans that he just gave up. He is, he is basically Ben Kenobi if Ben Kenobi was just filled with regret and self-hatred for himself. And then he even has that little bit of Yoda. He kind of, you know, isolated himself there like Yoda as well. He didn't uh, go completely like a little senile like Yoda did, you know, where he's pulling jokes out and whatnot. <laughs> no, he just turned so. grumpy. That, that's the energy we need. I like this Luke. Yeah, I think we, I think we had a great Luke here, you know? And you, you see... We Vader's, find out he cuts himself off from the Force. Like, his only... Because like, Rey reaches out, and she goes into the cave, but she doesn't see him. I felt like his only thing he had left with him that was of the Force or through the Force probably was his father's kyber crystal. Yeah, he's, he's blocked himself off, not only the Force, but the world. He doesn't want to save the world anymore like he did 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's completely dejected from life. He's just waiting to die. He took his failure and said, oh, I messed up because maybe there shouldn't be any Jedi. Without, saying, without thinking, maybe I messed up because I'm a, it's okay to mess up, but I just have to learn from it. Yoda failed the Jedi Order. He let it happen. He could have stopped it. We've yeah. seen the Clone Wars. He's, he has the vision. He remembers it. But even after all that, we have Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, he smashes his mask, which is amazing that he smashes his mask. It's so symbolic. I was so happy when he smashed the mask. I was like, we don't need him to be exactly like Darth. He does not. He's finally becoming his own person. And then we have Ben and Ray having their little force chats. It's not the first time we really see that connection happen, but it's like the first time we're all seeing the connections happen on a deeper level. The way it's explained is, they don't see where each other are. They just see each other where they are. 
So, yeah, because the only thing she knew was she was like, oh, yeah, you mind putting a shirt on? Like, it was thought, when they try to touch hands. Yes. And then Luke tried to stop. Yeah, that's how oh, it works. That was, that was something. But even we get a, you know, a point of view. We get a point of view explanation yes. again. We get the do, return. Do you think, like, so you saw how Ray got called out by, like, the original Jedi texts and everything? Do you think he knew who she was and he was just trying to figure out if she really knew? Because we do see in the next movie that basically him and Leia knew that she was a Palpatine. But see, I feel that's just explanation for, that's just their reasoning in the movie itself. I think okay. within, when you're just looking at The Last Jedi alone, they don't know who Rey yeah. is. Rey is nobody. Yeah, and that's, that's how I wish Rey stayed. Because the Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker just tries to cancel out everything The Last Jedi did by reforming the helmet, saying, oh, you're, I was, oh, I'm sorry, I was mistaken. You're not actually nobody. You're actually the granddaughter of the emperor. Like, oh, all of a sudden, she's not nobody? Come on, bro. Like, I, I liked her better off as nobody, especially where Luke's like, all right, where are you from? Jakku. All right, that pretty much is nowhere. nowhere. Like, I was like, that's great. <laughs> that, that stuff we need. The other stuff is, ugh, it's all nonsense. Never, no, everything doesn't even have to connect. That's what makes Star Wars cool. The fact that she's a nobody, she's this strong in the force. That's dope. That's mad empowering. I'm sorry, but that's empowering for a kid. If it fits, if she's nobody, imagine she, the kid ended up joining the resistance at the end of The Last Jedi. Boom, you have another Jedi. It's very true. That, that kid, kid should have had so much significance to the series of Star Wars. I and agree. they dropped the ball. Because when you see in the ending, you see the kid has the force, right? Yeah, he lifts the... He, the broom comes into broom. his hand. Like, I was he like... did what I, what I still to try to do as a 24-year-old man. That was key. And I do hope it's used some, somewhere down the it's line. Somewhere the down the line. You know, I, I don't want it to be... Stumbles upon Ray or someone. Yeah, I don't want it to be forgotten. Because you had a lot Maybe of Maybe Ahsoka finds it. Because Ahsoka's still alive. She could train another Force user. Wait, is she still alive? I have hope that at the end of all this, she's still alive and with us. All right. I'm cool with that. You didn't want to get involved because she's doing other stuff. Well, listen, not everyone wants to get involved with everything because we see in this movie, like, you have everyone trying to escape in space and all that, and Poe's kind of being put in, put in his place, and... We got Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose meet. They finally get on with this mission to go find a code breaker so they could take out this destroyer that can track you in hyperspace, which they couldn't even believe existed. Along with all that, Ray, Luke, Ben, trying to find out what the real truth is about what's what's the real story between Luke and Ben. Ben, yeah, you know, he, she got two different sides of the story. Then she got the real story because it's the classic Star Wars from a certain point of view. So that whole space battle happening and everything with them all figuring out a way to take out this destroyer. Mm -hmm. So we have to say rest in peace to Admiral Ackbar. R.I.P. You know, as... It was a do, trap. Yeah, exactly. And I died. Unfortunately. Uh, Admiral Ackbar. And, but Leia is the only survivor on the bridge. Yeah. And we see that she's still in tune with the Force, where she's able to bring herself back to, back to the bridge. And How do you feel about that, though? I think that that was huge. You see, she's still in tune with the Force, and I feel like we never really got to see anything big of her having the Force. You know, just only the way that she could, like, commune with Luke, and to see that she was able to, like, control her breathing and, like, force herself back up into the bridge and go into, like, a hibernation sleep for a little bit to heal, 
mm-hmm. I think is huge because we also know that Jedi have an ability of breathing under like a certain amount of uh, time in a sense. I don't know how long it is. It's like a forced breath control thing that they yeah. have. And believe it or not, we actually saw that forced breath control thing in the Phantom Menace in the beginning when they try and smoke out Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and he says, hold oh, your breath. Oh, you're right. So, okay. All right. I think that that plays a crucial role into seeing what was interpreted right there because basically it's like saying you could go out into space, hold your breath a bit to get something done where she uses the force really quickly to bring herself back there before she actually runs out of the ability and then could run out of oxygen and die. I put that scene of beginning of the Phantom Menace to go with that scene of Leia controlling her breath and everything. Okay. All right. I see that connection. Okay. You, you won me over. It's always so, bothered me. I've never, I was like, I've never, I never thought of it that way. I've also think that you're supposed to freeze instantaneously once you go into space. I don't think Jedi has special heating abilities that so, I don't know about. Yeah. So I, I think the whole, maybe, maybe she control. did like grab herself faster. Mm-hmm. Than, than actually shown. Maybe we just got the slow-mo version. Maybe but, in in reality, in real time, it was like, whoa. You know, and the cool thing about it, this this was something, like, different with the Force we saw happen. Like, everything in this movie, like I said, it has, like, the biggest connection to the Force, in my opinion, because everything's so different. You're seeing how the Force is, like, this all-natural thing can bring people together, and if you use it the right way, you're you're helping one another. Like Leia helped bring, us. yeah, like Leia helped connect herself back there to get there and help everyone. Even though Admiral Holdo was put in charge, but Leia still she was there. With Leia still being alive, that keeps people with hope. You have hope happening right after this. You have yeah, Luke Holdo. sneaking up on the Falcon, though. You know, if that's where you, you had that little guilt trip of uh, Chewie with the porks. Yeah. You saw Luke he should have eaten the, the pork. Chewie should have eaten the pork. Hot oh, take. But they're so cute. What would you? But he what, was hungry. What else I'm, is he going to eat? I'm curious to know. What would, what would you like to have? Like, would you like to have, you know, an Ewok or a pork? If you could have one to hang out with you, what would you want? One to hang out with me? Yeah. Ewok. You want an Ewok? Because he's an Ewok I could talk to. Yeah, that's true. A Porg, I, I could talk to a I, 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 talk to I feel like I'd hang like out with... to a dog, you know? You feel <laughs> I, like a crazy person I, after I, a while. I feel like the Ewok would be like my good buddy, and then we would have a pet Porg. <laughs> okay. You, know? you see Luke sneaking onto the Falcon right behind Chewie while he's in his little predicament, and R2 activates, and he's all happy because oh. now he finally sees Luke. So, and he plays the message, you're my only hope. You know, you knew my father in the Clone Wars and everything. And he's like, that's a cheap move, R2. R2 is such a little shit. You know, I Because even when he meets, even when he sees Luke for the first time after all these years, Luke tells him, watch your mouth. He has a foul, nasty mouth, and I want to know what... He does, and even 3PO says it. Yeah. R2-D2. But... If, oh man, if we could have like some voice modulator that would translate for yeah, R2, that would that'd be fantastic. They should release a book, you know, the secret sayings <laughs> of R2-D2. Like, <laughs> that would be priceless, in all honesty. Luke and R2 reuniting, this gives Luke hope. And now he goes to Rey saying he'll train her. I think it's a whole big thing. And it plays a big key too, because Luke right now, he still is disconnected from the Force, you know? And then we kind of get a break from all of that happening. We get our little glimpse of Canto Bite. bite. You know, nice, ta- nice city, nice town. Yeah, you know? and, and then we find out why it's a nice city, nice town. Cantobite's a nice glistening town built on poverty. You know, 
and everyone's people, racing everything's opulent i've heard like some people say like some of this canto bite stuff they're like you didn't even need that in the film i feel like you did you needed to see like a different aspect of worlds that of things are going on in star wars you need to see what they're fighting for you know and that's where we first see that little boy and everything and we get that story of the feathers you know what they have racing around the track and you know my opinion on that to me that scene really like touches me when rose is talking about it because like you've you've been to my house before like you know i had greyhounds you know i have one now one passed away the one we have left is the rescue one mm-hmm. so she was on the racetracks and they beat the dogs like that she's got scars that show it so like that scene right there like really touches me like personally because of i I could understand, even though those animals are not real and CGI, but I can understand in the aspect. The connection where she would, her, the character would think that doing that is wrong. Exactly. Because you re, you're relating to it as, oh, crap, what about actual dogs in real life? Yeah, you know, even though it happens in other, like, they have horse betting mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, but it happens in real life and you see how it touches somebody finally now in a different world of star wars to me i love that scene some people are like eh whatever they shouldn't have had canto bite and i'm like well you obviously don't know a good movie let's be real and without canto bite we don't get the casino yeah we have no casino we get no drunk alien trying to put coins inside bb8 he's the slot (laughs) machine and listen those coins came in handy when he had to help finn and rose Rose break out our uh, code breaker you know, our good appearance by Benicio Del Toro. Today, Junior. It's all, it's all big. I think I consider it all big. Good guys, bad guy, all the same. So, it's all the same. You know, it seems like this guy made his money selling to the First Order. Oh, look, even to the Resistance. Check that out. <laughs> no allegiances. Just free. Yeah, so it was nice to finally see, like... See what the galaxy's like. Yeah, you know, because I felt like Canto Bite is something different. We never saw, I feel like, anything similar to Canto Bite, in all honesty. I mean, the closest thing is like... Pod racing? Yeah, when Anakin's working in the shop, you know, he's a slave. Yeah, but... But it doesn't really go deep into the slavery. To me, I feel like it's... uh, This is big. This is something different. So, well, let's let them get to their destroyer. And Luke finally reconnects with the force and i love that because now leia wakes back up because she feels it feels him yeah and now they're back they're reconnected and everything and you know what you know what i find interesting so it's like the whole thing with that uh luke tells ray to turn away from that dark side part of the island Mm -hmm. do you find it weird that luke tells her to turn away from it but yoda told luke to kind of go confront it yeah, on because, Dagobah? Because I think Yoda wanted him to go in it to see how he'd deal with the dark side. Mm-hmm. To see if he'd be like his father and be and give into it or in some type of way. Or let his emotions guide, you know, draw him into that temptation. And do you think Luke maybe didn't want Ray to do it in this point? Fear. Because he, he was fearful of everything and that's, that's why the he was disconnected between his from the training force. and her training he's training her because he's scared of the of the fact that she might turn bad while yoda's training him accepting the fact that it's his destiny he has to he has to decide i can't choose it for him because even when he leaves dagobah 
Ben is like, ugh. And then Yoda saying, well, there is another. Yeah, that is true. So yeah, Luke seemed he was like more fearful. The whole of not being tuned with the Force didn't help him either with yeah. everything. But what is your, what's your take on Rey when she does go in the cavern? You see all these reflections of her and everything. Like I, I call it like a mirror cave. I felt like this whole thing to me was she wants to know who her family is. And obviously she doesn't get answers of who her family is. She just sees herself. And that's where I think that that's so big is where she should have stayed as like nobody in this time of the trilogy still. Like throughout the whole trilogy, she should have Yeah, been I think nobody. she's trying to like look for who she is, if she's somebody. You but know? at the end of it, she's just her. She's nobody. She's nobody. You're not special. You're nothing. You come from nothing. Your parents sold you all for junk money. Yeah, they sold. They sold her Uncar plot for probably what sixty portions. <laughs> I'll give her sixty portions. Five and a half portions. But it was ten last week. But I think it was pretty interesting. The mirror cave to find answers, and it, there wasn't much else to it. In all honesty, you know, I thought for something that it was going to be like with the dark side, there could have been more, but it was just, you're nobody. That's who you are right now. And it's almost, she accepted it. I think she's bummed out with what she got, but she's okay with it. I think not accepting it would have been the... The issue. Holding on to it. Holding on to it. Because like she she always said, I got to go back to Jakku. But I think in that moment, she finally let go. I think that's why the shade she sees is herself. Because mm-hmm. it looked like it was going to be two people, but then she just let go. You know, you have to let the past die. So, but we finally have uh, Ray and Ben caught in the act by Luke. A whole bunch of chaos. As if these caretakers didn't have enough work to deal with already, right? Ray's already freaking destroyed shot their Shot a hole in the house. Yeah, shot the hole in the house, knocked the rock down, and took away their, their, their transportation of things. They... They hate her. She, they, they're happy she left. I think when oh. she went in the Rise of Skywalker, they were probably like, oh, don't tell me she's going to stay here. Oh. Please don't tell me. You know, I, I was waiting for there to be like a scene with them when she went back to the planet. But yeah, just them like, oh, God. She's back. Oh, God, not, not, not again. Oh, man. But I got to say, the thing I loved was the unexpected reunion of Luke and Yoda when Ray leaves. Yeah. But I, you know what? Before that, I like the little fight that her and Luke have. Yeah. And with the staff and him how, with the antenna. And Luke is still, he still got he it. He still got just, it. Just reconnecting with the Force, like, as if he still had the Force the whole time. Even when he falls, he, like, he uses the Force to break his fall. Like, uh, and I thought that that was pretty awesome. That was dope. Because I feel like that's something we really never saw a lot of through Star Wars. Yeah, because everyone just falls. Or you know, when they, or they fall, they're dead. Yeah. But then know. after that, we have... Oh, yo, the reunion of Yoda and Luke. Dropping wisdom on my guy. I loved seeing Yoda come back. I was like... But even the fact he comes back, but he comes back to school him still. 30 years. He still has stuff to teach Luke. He's been a Force ghost for 30 years. And... He's like, bro, let it go. You failed. You move on. Now there's new teachings to come about because Luke yeah. couldn't do it. Luke wasn't able to set it on fire. And Yoda's like, all right, fine. I'll do it. Let me cause the lightning storm. <laughs> but then also, not only does he burn it, 
he tells Luke, the books have nothing. They're not page turners. They have nothing that Ray doesn't already know. She doesn't need wisdom. No. It's funny how he's teaching Luke, like, it's, you think Luke is teaching people to be Jedis based off wisdom without actually realizing that a Jedi's experience is as valuable as the wisdom of the Force. Because you can talk and connect and you, you see things and you talk about your interactions with other life forms, with other, with other Padawan learners. And through and that way they learn, oh, if I'm in a situation where I have to have a trade dispute or whatever the hell the Jedi were doing in the old republic. Or even how do you fight temptation? Well, let me tell you something, young Ray. When I was a young whippersnapper Jedi in training, my father tried to turn me to the dark side. Another another monologue by yours yeah. truly. Hey, no. They're beautiful. But it was nice. It was nice to see Yoda. At it's nice know to see Yoda. A, it's nice. It's it's good to know that he's still one with the Force. And without Yoda, I don't think Luke would have popped up on Crate. He probably he would wouldn't have still had, mopey. Yeah, he wouldn't have had that faith of anything. He would have still held on to that regret you and know, that fear. That was crucial because yeah, Ray. So when Ray left Luke, she went to go to Ben mm-hmm. to then go see Snoke, which is definitely yeah know, best fight I, scene in- it's it's one of the best battle fight scenes in star wars it's not even uh, a whole lightsaber duel it's these protarian guards who have like these weapons that are basically almost like lightsabers but a com- little different than the lightsaber they're like, like electrified like electrified blades and mm-hmm. n- like a nunchuck thing and a whip and this whole thing going on Oh, I was just in love with this scene. Back to back. And then you see Kylo. You see how skillful Kylo really is. Because he's taken on three, four, five guys at once. And Rey takes down one easily. But she's deal- she can't ha- fight the, and, two- the dual wielder. And like you said, how Kylo was able to suppress his true self to oh, Snoke yeah. by using his real lightsaber, but moving Luke's lightsaber in Snoke possession the whole time and able to saw him in half. And if you pay attention, Ray does the same thing in Rise of Skywalker with Palpatine when she's about to strike him down. She and raises her lightsaber, but she also raises the one, one in the back yeah, to, to support him. Yeah, And then he grabs it, and then she whips out her real one. Things but, go down. We get another well, fight scene. <laughs> that whole battle happening, and oh, I fall in love with that battle every time. I can't all the time. I really I never get over that. When battle. the guy goes down because to shoot the best and then one. the armor shoots up. Yeah, like that's the best one in the entire sequel trilogy. And it definitely ranks, I would say, probably in my top three in Star Wars, I think. You know? Yep, top three battles across like, the whole Star Wars. That universe. that has to be a top three. Because you just see all this happening. And you know what I like about it? You finally see in one of the films. You know, to me, this was something similar to the Clone Wars, where Obi-Wan and Asajj Ventress, a good person and a bad person, going against two bad guys in guys. Darth Maul Darth and Savage Opress. Yep. So to see it in a live-action movie with Rey and Ben teaming it's up together, dope. that was awesome. This gets the people going. Like, this is what we love. We need more know? of that. And I don't, think, I don't think we got that in... The Force Awakens, and we didn't. We definitely didn't get enough of it in Rise of Skywalker. No, you know, Rain Rain Johnson had it on the point with this. It's interesting because so Snoke says he's like Snoke was kind of like helping their Force connection more, their Force bond. Yeah, he said he bridged it. 
do you think, see, I find it kind of weird that he bridges it and they're a dyad in the force. So technically if Palpatine made Snoke, right? Which we learned in the rise of Skywalker, Palpatine made Snoke. Shouldn't Palpatine had already known that they were a dyad in the force? Not necessarily. Cause he could have bridged the connection to communicate, but that doesn't signify he would have known how strong the bond would have been. Okay. So basically as if like, him making Snoke doesn't mean he knew everything Snoke did yeah, it's or everything almost, Snoke knew. Snoke was still his own individual, like a clone. Or also the way you think about it is, say, Vader bridges the connection with Luke. Now all of a sudden he can communicate with Luke. I think it's almost similar to that. You know their father, You know they have a connection, but you don't know how strong that connection will be. And then it's almost, I guess, as if like Snoke was just the ploy for Palpatine to be hidden still. That was some intense stuff in that throne room. Well, so. cutting him, cutting Snoke in half, people are upset by it, but I, I love it. Listen, it worked out beautifully in my favor. And it's crazy because you had all that happening. And then Finn and Phasma finally get into their hold down because of uh, the very own, your favorite ballsy move. Oh, the Holdo maneuver? Oh. Bro, she's a boss. Like, Holdo is a boss. You can't tell me otherwise. Yo, she, she got it done. Without Holdo, those transports wouldn't have made it down to crate. You wouldn't have had Finn and Rose get out of there and join yep. everyone and know, you know, what's possibly to come. So she saved the Republic. I mean, not the Republic, the Resistance. I'm sorry. We got a lot of things with Rebels, Resistance, I'm sorry. Republic. I'm over you know. here. I'm over here just fantasizing about the old Republic. Mm. <laughs> the good old days in Jedi were just a plenty. I like what you wrote. How Snoke is Kylo's true enemy. Oh, yeah, in our, in, my, in our little notes that we put for our show. <laughs> little peek behind the scenes, guys. Yeah, he is. He's his true enemy. Because what yeah. if Kylo... Wa- I think Kylo wants power. He wants to be his own, own like, individual self, unlike Anakin. Which is, like I said earlier, he destroys the, the mask to, say, to signify I'm no longer trying to be Vader. Vader couldn't do it. Vader could have never willingly killed Palpatine. I'm so sorry. I need to do something different. Is Same thing, what he yeah. Says. I need to be my own person. I'm not going to listen to my uncle. I'm not my uncle's Padawan anymore. If you were Ray, did you want to take his hand? No. Oh, I want. I was like, take it. Do it. No. Oh, can't do it. I think that would have been. And I do like how they do say in The Rise of Skywalker, she's like, I did want to take your hand, but Ben's hand. You know, I do, yeah. I do like that that is referenced in a sense. She separates Kylo and Ben. You know, two different people. And it it's kind of cool how they do that because in a sense, it is like two people, kind of like how it was with Anakin Skywalker Vader and, and Anakin, Darth Vader. Yeah. But now we're finally at the Battle of Crate and my favorite guy, Salt. Salt. <laughs> I love that guy. That guy is the best Salt guy. Oh, Salt. Ugh. It's like any a, anytime like something's bad, I could just be like, "Oh, salt." <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> but they're stuck behind this big old wall. Finn and Rose make it at the nick of time. Yeah, I know, right? And BB-8. BB-8. Thank God. They prepare they... for this grand battle, and we have our we have the unveiling of Supreme Leader Kylo. Kylo Ren. Where and... it's funny when he's knocked out, and General Hux almost take pulls out his like he pulls out his gun and tries to shoot him. And then yeah. Kylo wakes up. How crazy is that? And then he just, I, like, I love the fact that he throws him around, force chokes him, just makes him his little bitch. Yeah, that, it's, it's beautiful. Because he, I just love seeing the guy who thinks he's so tough 
just get played around with. Yeah. You know, that's, that's literally what it is. And you think he thinks he runs the show, especially like repeating everything Kylo said, like, come on, bro. Come up with your own line. Focus on the skippers. Focus on the skippers. <laughs> it's like, like, seriously, bro. Why, seriously? why, why you gotta, why you gotta kill my vibe right now, bro? Hux, be your own man. Yeah. Right? Stop, stop trying to be, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin over here and, Stop trying to think you're in charge just because uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is dead. Guess what? Kylo Ren's the Supreme Leader. So yeah, you got to do it. what he says. If you want to become Supreme Leader, you kill him. Then you get Finn trying to be a hero, stopping the battery ram. Yeah, that's... See, now, I feel like a lot of that had to do with Finn having, like, this build in him of hate almost and wanting to take it all out at once on the First Order. That's how I felt. Mm. And he was giving into it. And Rose okay. stopped him. You know, because Finn, I felt like Finn, after seeing everything that Rose had gone through and whatnot, I felt like it was hitting him hard that he didn't, that he's gone through so much of having to be someone he didn't want to be. He was taken when he was young and he's owed so much and wants to take the revenge out right there on the first order. And thank God he doesn't because Rose saves the day on it. You see, I think of it differently. I see it as him trying to speed through, take down the battering ram to be the hero because he's constantly trying to run away. So the one time that Poe doesn't want to be the hero, Poe's being a leader and telling everyone, let's retreat because if we keep going, we're probably all going to die and it'll probably be for nothing because if we die, that means the resistance dies with us. But you have Finn, who's only focused on his own glory or proving something to himself and everyone around him that he's not a coward that just wants to run away from every conflict. Then Rose saves him from from himself. Mm -hmm. And then she says, we will never defeat our enemies with uh, with hate. We have to fight them. We have to save the ones we love, not fight the ones we hate. So that's that's how I see it in a certain perspective. I mean, that's pretty good from a certain point of view. View. (laughs) <laughs> everything is a point of view man it's true you know i i was gonna be upset if finn was gonna die right there if he's giving himself up you know i would have been sad i would have cried yeah i probably would have been i probably would have been in tears for that moment but i would have been okay with you know, it i would have accepted it 100 percent. you know so i feel like sometimes cat when a character gets written off i feel like death is the best way to do it way to do it because sometimes you, know, you could gloriously. i get it you can write out some of them regularly but i feel like some of them getting written out regularly is too much of a common thing. And I'm not just saying in Star Wars itself. I'm just saying in the medium of TV and movies itself. They want to save the person and keep them around in case they want to bring them back. But sometimes you just got to kill them off. You know, there's always a chance in Star Wars you could always come back because you're seen through a force essence. That's also another perspective. Also true. There's multiple ways for everything to happen there. But But he doesn't die. He They all retreat. Makes in the nick of time, dragging Rose, of course. Pops up our good old friend Luke. This was great. When you first saw this scene, what did you first think? Because my first thing is like, I was like, cut his hair for the battle? You see, I was like, I saw him. I was like, he looks a bit younger. His, his hair is less gray. And then, so then I thought to myself, oh, I don't think that's actually him. And then it clicked when he was fighting. And he was dodging everything. Yeah. But the blasters, I think people thought the bla- him getting barraged by the blasters was maybe he just... His blood, his exploding, like, 
he was just I, dodging it. Uh, okay. I think people may might have thought he dodged it or used the force to just pull up a barrier or something. Yeah, because they just keep firing because our good yeah, friend Kylo Ren just more, more, more. You know. <laughs> then you have to you see Hux saying, "I think that's enough." I think I think we got him. Like, and then he's just standing there. And that was the other thing because uh, I also got thrown off with it when I saw the, the blue lightsaber. lightsaber, and I was yeah. like. That's when you're huh. supposed to. That's when it's supposed to click in your head. Yeah, no, it clicked in my head when I saw. Like, I was like, "Wait a minute, that broke when Ray and Ray Ben, kinda, yeah. you know, like, what's going oh, on here? It's not actually and Luke. It's it's a force projection of himself, which was the perfect thing because it allowed everyone to escape in the moment. Escape. And he sacrificed himself. I was glad that Luke and Leia were able to reunite in this moment. You know, even though if even though it wasn't actually Luke. It like was physically an essence of it, it was his yeah it was his essence that whole thing happening and he becomes one with the force because that basically takes a lot out of him mm-hmm. i love the way he goes out by becoming one with the force because when you see him looking at the sky it's almost an identical replica of how we're first introduced to him on tatooine in episode four a new hope that's so big. You see the character start that way and end that way. How mm-hmm. he first introduced and then comes to his end of the beginning of the Force. And then everyone leaves. And, you know, it's so Ray. funny because I never realized it at first that that was the first time Ray and Poe had met. I yeah. just assumed because they were a trifecta that they were just, all right, no. they knew each other. But see, it was that's the what first I time hate. they met. People always he automatically assume, assume yeah, that you know? they're a trifecta. I was like, they oh. all know each and, other. And I said to myself, I'm like, I'm an idiot. They didn't even have a scene Come together scene in The Force together. Awakens. Yeah. And I was like, Poe had such little, not little screen time in The Force Awakens. He didn't have as much screen time as Finn and Ray did have in he was on movie. his own he was doing his own thing even when she did get to well no he she didn't even get to the planet where they were hiding at because she was on the star killer base yeah exactly that uh the planet uh dakar that was the one they yeah. were evacuating at the beginning of the movie so she never yeah she never got to that planet or anything so, so that was finally me they hate was, each other. We find out we they hate each other. I know. In the and rise of Skywalker. I love how on the Falcon you see the, the original text that Ray took them. Yeah. I do I do like that. I'm not gonna lie. And just a masterpiece Rain Johnson did on The Last Jedi gave us a sequel, a movie in that sequel trilogy that, you know, I think is the best one. Yeah. Good job. In my Ray. opinion. You know, it was a, and, an amazing movie. Some it's Star Wars, it but it doesn't feel like the old movies. It feels like a new thing in the Star Wars universe, filled with action and campy, snarky comedy. Now we finally come to that final movie to end the Skywalker saga. Uh, do we have to talk about it? Yeah, we kind of okay. do. It's part of the okay. sequel trilogy. So okay, all right, all right. Okay. I tried. All right. All right, you're okay. We're going to get through it, buddy. This movie overall, it's very fast-paced. It's not fast-paced. The, the first 30 minutes is ex- is um exposition. You know, I feel like everything's fast-paced. Everything's it's, going from another planet to another planet. But it's also, it's bad fast-paced. You know, because you, you have the first forty minutes of them explaining, setting up the plot. Don't so, set up the. Don't take thirty to forty minutes to set up what they're supposed to do. You can you know, do that in ten. Because I, I, I feel like I feel like in this this one, I think this movie I has probably the most planets that they have been on in a single movie out of all of Star Wars. 
hands down. Because the first planet it starts off with is now you have uh, Ren trying to get this Sith Wayfinder. All right, and, and it's on Mustafar. So obviously it's Darth Vader's Sith Wayfinder. Then we go to Exegol. Meanwhile, I, I, I honestly, I really wish it was more abandoned still, like Yoda went to in the Clone Wars. I understand it's this hidden Sith planet also, Morbans, a graveyard. Do you really want to reborn your, re, you know, rebirth of your empire in a graveyard? I guess if Exegol wasn't hidden, Moraban works because you would want to rebuild on a graveyard because not many people would think you're there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe. That's... Also, Morbans not hidden. You can find it. You can. It's you true, don't have but... to go into wild space. It's true, but... No one ever thinks about going to Moraband because uh, Luke probably would have thought to go to Moraband. That was probably the first place you went. You know, let yeah. me track down the remnants of the Sith in the Empire and the <laughs> Emperor. Oh, let me go to the Sith homeworld. You know, we all know Palpatine loved knowledge because the only person we know who went to Moraband was, you Yoda. know, Yoda, where he comes across, you know, everyone else. Mm, That's Darth Bane and all the and other psychedias and whatnot. Now we have the mask back for Kylo Ren, unfortunately. Oh, he's because we saw he encountered again. Palpatine in the beginning, and now, now he's Palpatine's little servant. So Annoying. yeah, now he needs the mask back. Two and steps forward, once like, come on, why you gotta do it? One step back, seriously, you're in the same place. So yeah, you're you're at two planets already. Now we're on a third planet where. The Millennium Falcon is trying to get uh, the information that, of the spy in the First Order. I love how Mark Hamill now voiced a new character. Oh, he voices that little that guy? He voices Bulio. That alien? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. Mark Hamill, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Cool. When the dies. Yeah, and of course, Bulio dies. So, And then notice we have Rey is now being trained by Leia. She refers to her as master and everything. She has and- a whole training course. It's crazy how the small, minimal role Leia has throughout this movie because Carrie Fisher passed away. You know, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher, of course. R.I.P. But Dawn. we hear the whole thing of the Wayfinder to find Exegol and Final Order from all this information we get. Ren is back and he has the Knights. I love the aspect of bringing them in, but short-lived, man. Short-lived through the whole freaking thing. Kylo Ren was supposed to have these Knights. He should have had these Knights earlier. and. For them to be in this movie, it would have been cooler maybe if... They got a fight scene, like just a solo fight scene, maybe them fighting Rey. Something like that. I think what has to be done to make up for the Knights of Ren being so short-lived, there's got to be a TV show. Okay. I would like like a Disney Plus original, the Knights of Ren. Listen, Jon Favreau probably would have no problem with this. Yeah, she probably wouldn't. Just send him an email. (laughs) So send his agent an email. I don't know how that works, but but um, there we are. We have uh, what that was our third third planet right there. Third planet. We're on planet three. Yeah. Okay. So now we jump to another desert planet. Most wait 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 wait. In all other movies, three planets is the max. Yeah. And what our fourth planet's another desert. I know. Um, another desert planet, <laughs> bro. First Jakku, now this planet. I'm tired. How many desert planets are there in the galaxy? What I, is up with the ecosystem of the galaxy? Why I, does there have to be a desert planet? They should have just made one system that had all the desert planets. That just leave it and leave them there. Just, Get away from them. 
you know, but I do like 3PO's knowledge of this festival happening 42 year every 42 years, years because yeah. it's 42 years after A New Hope came out. Mm, That's okay. why they did it for the movie. They made the festival 42 years and it okay. just, you I like that fun little, fact. yeah, you know, good little fun fact. And okay. who not better to bring back from the original trilogy than uh, our good friend Lando Calrissian. I know. What a guy. Uh, how you doing, old doing buddy? buddy? Like, oh, I just get the chills when I see Billy D. Williams show back then up. Then Leia, like, my love. Oh, yeah. And him, because <laughs> he's still, we know he still loves Leia. He's still like, trying. He's still yeah, trying. He hasn't given up. It's like, my good friend Han may be gone, but that means I'll take I'm care of this lady. I'm still going to slide in them <laughs> He basically leads the gang out to Ochi's ship in yeah. the desert. Of course, in the desert, right? They well, fly now. Like the whole planet? They fly now. Oh yeah, <laughs> jetpacks. Why now? Uh, this is where so they defeat all of that, and then they get sucked down into the sand. What I believe Finn has to tell Ray is that he's got the Force. Yeah, it's confirmed. That's confirmed. JJ Abrams has said that. I am one hundred percent on board with that. I love it. Refor- Jedi Finn, I like it. You know, give me more. We'll never get more, but give me more of it. Listen, for all we know, he could make that small appearance where we know he's just a teacher at a temple. That's it. That's true. You're right. You know, I wouldn't mind something like that. Or he's just a random guy on the council. He can, we can get a council again. Listen, there's, there's lots of big things that can happen. I got to tell you, when I first saw that ship, when they approached it, I looked at her and I said, is that the ship that dropped her off in The Force Awakens? Same. That clicked right in my mind. So I was like, oh boy, something's going down. Now we see another new force power, though, when they're dropped down into the sand area. First force of all, healing. the force healing. I do love 3PO's comedic relief right here because, oh, yeah, is, there, is everyone right? I'm, all, I'm quite all right, even though you didn't yeah, say my didn't name. Have, you didn't have. <laughs> but that was cool, seeing the force healing aspect, giving a little force life in order for it to live, you know? And now we get the dagger, and I love... Oh, Poe's reaction to yeah. 3PO? The first time we want you to say, you something, say something, now you can't, you can't say anything? Say it. Too funny. His hatred for 3PO is through the roof. Be- what did 3PO he- did to, do to him? I want to know. Seriously. I want to know what he did to him on a mission. I hate every time Leia makes me babysit it. It's annoying. And now we get another droid. We get Dio, which we'll learn oh, his Dio's name later Oh, Dio's my on. guy. You know? Voiced by J.J. Abrams. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh, okay. J.J. took the voice of D.O. even though it's, what, how many lines? Two, three lines throughout the whole movie? Throughout all this, now Chewie in the transport. I noticed that there were two transports the whole time when he got I, taken. I see the two transports. So. I just don't see the point of true two transports. I was not going to be okay with Chewie dying. I feel like I, they're killing off too many people from the original I trilogy. wouldn't have been okay with it, but I would have accepted it the other you know? the other problem is, if you is put she killed he you know she killed chewie that's that's so much weight on her because yeah. she lost control now she has to deal with and live with that because she's a pout because she's a palpatine she she in, she naturally is just drawn to darkness mm-hmm. she has now there's a conflict within her and Chewie gets to be with his friend. He's no longer alone. Who does he have? At Leia this point, dies. Yes. Han died. Han at this point, he friend. only had... Well, I mean, he technically still has what, Lando. What, he's going to chill with Lando? Come on. How you doing, old buddy? Buddy. Chewie probably still brings up that time on Best Fan. I didn't forget. Remember that <laughs> time the you uh, turned my best friend into Carbonite? 
Uh, and then wore his clothes. Do you remember that? But anyway, we finally leave this planet. So, oh, we, we leave bo- it for another one. Yes, we now are at Kajimi. Oh. oh man, Kajimi, another one. So now we another know uh, po- Poe's a spice runner. He's got a friend oh. there. Yeah. I love how casual he is about it, though. I everyone's know. everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're a spice runner," and he's so like, he's like, "It's whatever." You used to be a stormtrooper. You used to be a scavenger. I I used to run spice. Okay, we all did stuff before. <laughs> and it's so defensive. Uh, so now three PO is gonna get his mind uh read with translation of Sith, which I love Zori's reaction. Who are you hanging out with that, that speaks Sith? Like, <laughs> is this what you left me in that hole for? <laughs> You left me for smuggling spice to know someone that speaks <laughs> Sith. That's probably what's running through her mind. It's like, why? What is the resistance doing speaking Sith? Oh, but freaking Babu Frick. Oh, that was a funny little thing. I love Babu. <laughs> ba- Babu was the nice little cute thing. Hey. I like that he's, in, he's um on her ship when they're fighting on Exegol. Oh, that was funny. Hey. <laughs> or uh, memory gone. <laughs> Yeah, uh, now and now 3PO is memoryless. Now, w- did you think that R2 had 3PO's memory? I knew they were going to get 3PO's memory back somehow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whether it would have been R2 had a backup or something on the Falcon, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, during all this, they're still not on the Falcon. Yeah, no, it's so true. Maybe there was something, like, you know, I, you just never know. That's true. And then we at least know that Chewie was still alive when they got to Kijimi. Sadly. You know, she uh, she sensed him. I cried over nothing in the theater. Yeah, me too. You don't make me cry. I cry easily, okay? I cry uh, easily. And, and in all honesty, I'll be I, I, yeah, I'll be open about it too. I, I, listen, I cried over Chewie and 3PO. I cry over everything in a movie. Doesn't Star Wars, doesn't matter what, what it is. <laughs> I cry, all right? And sometimes you don't like to waste your tears on things that don't die or they're just retconned out. They're just null and void. Because yeah. then it, it, wait, you're playing with my emotions at that point and not in the good way. Oh, I, I definitely hear you on that because I, I got even touched with 3PO and everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm taking one last look at my friends. I'm like, and I was like, come on, man. Don't say like, that. Buddy, no. I was like, don't we'll say that friends. to me. Like we'll that, to me, no. that was still touching. And now that we know where this other Sith Wayfinder is, it's on the planet it crash landed on from the Death Star. So it looks like we're going to another planet. Oh, we're back on the forest moon of Endor. You know, something that's in that system, basically. And you know what I found very interesting is how this all happens. You had Kylo in the beginning of the movie gets the Wayfinder for Mustafar, and it's Darth Vader's Wayfinder. Wayfinder. His, his grandfather. She gets the she Wayfinder, and it's her grandfather. We have all that happening, and they know where they got to go, and Chewie's rescued, Dagger's retrieved. They escape with the Falcon to go to this Death Star, but we find out that Hux is the spy. Did you did you think that was coming? Yeah, I know it from the start. From the start, okay. Because I I only not. real I I kind of like thought of it once he was going with the. You know, troopers. you know when I knew he was a spy. When when uh, the last Jedi ended. 
Yeah, because he I was wanted like, to kill Kylo right there. Because he wanted to kill Kylo. I will do anything to make yeah, sure he Yeah, because I mean, he does even say, oh, I don't care if you win. I just want Kylo to lose. And then we have a big reveal. It's not that much of a, it's not even like a dramatic reveal. You know, it's just a, I feel like it's a nonchalant reveal that it's Rey like a, what is the, Palpatine's granddaughter. Like, we get that happening. And she's all nonchalant about it. And we also know that Kylo tells her that they're the dyads in the force and you should take my hand again and mm-hmm. we could overthrow him. Throw the emperor and then we can take power together and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Same dark side stuff, different dark side day. Take but my hand. We get to now where the Death Star is and we meet Jaina and she's oh, yeah. got a crew. And I think it's cool because now her and Finn connect and... Finds she finds out, out. They find out that they're both uh, stormtroopers. Everyone that she's with was a stormtrooper from the same battalion. Hey, we're all stormtroopers. And it's interesting because Finn says, listen, you know, I just didn't do it. And she goes, yeah, I didn't do it either because we just, I don't know, we got this feeling. So now I'm like, this feeling, huh? You have a whole crop of Jedi. You're just like, huh? So now it's like this whole thing of like the stormtroopers are definitely Jedi in a sense. Yeah. They were taken as children, and it was that whole aspect that the Jedi used to do. But now it was this way, so that way they wouldn't be in tune and get these feelings of the Force. But it looks like you know, I guess the system doesn't work that way when they try to, I guess, when control them strong. from birth. It's pretty cool, though. We finally get aboard the Death Star, the rem, the remnants, remnants of, the Death, of Star. the Death Star. I don't know about you. I think it would have been cool if Rey turned to the dark side after seeing what she was gonna look like. It definitely would have been something different. And what if I, I feel like there should have been another Jedi or something for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Like another force wielder that can use a lightsaber just to okay. bring her back if she goes bad for a bit. Okay. Because I, I, I don't know. I felt like I had this feeling like thinking Rise of Skywalker wise, maybe that, you know, Rey would have turned to the dark side and the Rise of Skywalker was someone of Skywalker descent, meaning Ben, because she would have then taken a throne with her grandfather. And now he's like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this now. You know, that's, that was like my perspective, because at that point, the way it would have happened, you had the fight between both of them. Mm. And the Wayfinder gets destroyed, because now he's like, all right, now you have to come with me. (laughs) Ha ha. You know, what a way to get a girl to follow you, right? (laughs) And She basically, she kills Ren, but gives him she back the him. Force life. And I love when she gives back the Force life. His scar is gone. You know? It. Yeah. You just watch it, like, disappear. Like, when I rewatched the movie, I watched it disappear from his face this time. Like, I was like, it's so interesting that it just disappeared. Because I didn't even take notice of it at first, I guess. Oh, you, you never know? took notice of it? I didn't at first. When I saw the movie, after, so I saw the movie twice in theaters. I noticed mm. it the second time in the theater. Okay. That's when I noticed it. So, cause I was like, I, uh, cause I said to myself, I was like, I gotta see this again. This, you know, I definitely missed a couple things mm-hmm. and whatnot. And that's, that's where I kind of caught that. So he gets killed, comes back, given the forced life part as she leaves off. And this is where I would have said, like, it works for the rise of Skywalker. Ben is basically redeemed by being touched by his mother through the force. And force. now- he has he sees the, his father. Yeah, and that's his memory. And you go back now to this scene of The Force Awakens where he says, but I don't have the strength to do it. 
you know, you're seeing that same thing happen right now, but this time he chucks yes, the lightsaber. Yeah. And that's where I would would have said, oh, now this is like this would be cool where he now is redeemed and he has to stop both of them right there. You know, just a different aspect of it. It would, or it would definitely be something way Ray different because Palpatine would have found a way to like possess her body through some true Sith witchcraft or whatever. <laughs> the cult, man. Yeah, he has a whole cult in secret. Did nobody in the Galactic Senate before it was dissolved? say hey have you heard that the emperor partakes in these weird rituals akin to like the sith did you know the jedi fought the sith it's weird right funny Such stuff wild rumors they're blind it's crazy <laughs> and you know with leia gone i feel so bad for chewie because he's got he's yeah, got I mean, nobody I, I know he's got new friends and he still has lando but he's also old he was a while you just I think he's just tired, man. He's 250 years old, you know? Yeah. After Yoda was, when Yoda was 800, he he just wanted to give up. It was too much. I'm oh, convinced. Man. Tell me otherwise. <laughs> Tell me otherwise. It's true. It's true. You know? And even, but I don't understand why Palpatine wants to live forever. All the Jedi don't want to live forever. And this, yeah, guy, this guy, this guy just wants to live forever. Keeps coming back. Windu couldn't do it. And Windu used the same tactic Ray does, reflect the lightning. She just didn't have a twerk interrupt her. Ray being the granddaughter as like, you know, she approaches and everything. It just, I don't know. She was better as nothing. She really was. Yeah, because she's nothing. She should have been nothing. Oh. Like without context, it's horrible to say. But yeah, she should have been nothing. You know, it's it, it's interesting how Ray, when she leaves after bringing back Ben, killing him and bringing him back basically, she wants to go live as Luke did because of this. She's afraid. But see, do you think it's because she's afraid or do you think because she just wants to retire? I take it as she just wants to, like, retire. No, I think it's she's afraid because she thinks back to, like, all this power that she has in her. Back with, like, the Force Lightning, you know, she's afraid that it's going to end up She wouldn't have bad. constructed a new lightsaber. True. I think she just went to Tatooine to just retire. The galaxy's at peace. Oh no! I'm saying like when oh. she went back when she went back to uh, the Jedi Temple. Oh, you're talking about when she went back to Octu? Yeah, no, she tried to pull a Luke. She tried to pull a Luke. You know, like she, that. Death pulled a like Padawan like Master. Yeah, that's that's how I was seeing that as you know, and I do love when that happens and Luke takes the saber okay yeah you know he comes out and now he gives leia's saber and everything and then you get that scene of leia and luke young cgi young obviously training, yeah you know fun fact i love that when the cgi for leia was actually done by her daughter who yeah, plays really. lieutenant Condix in uh the movies so yeah. i thought that that was actually pretty cool and I, I think Billy Lord's a phenomenal actress, so maybe she'll get more screen time in uh, maybe Star Wars. I, I enjoy her American Horror Story. story. So oh, she is an American Horror Story. You know, she plays she she does a pretty good job there. I gotta say. So, but I I like that we finally get to see Leia's lightsaber. You know, because cool I, looking, it's very elegant. Yeah, and I feel like we were robbed of Leia being a Jedi in this trilogy. In all honesty, oh, we got yeah, most definitely we got tuned into the force and everything, but didn't happen the way I anticipated yeah, it to. We didn't get to see enough force, Leia. I love how Luke now takes his own X-wing out of the water. Water, because he know? couldn't do it before. Yeah, so we get to see him take care of that. 
And now Ray is on her way. She maps this out for the fleet. 3PO gets his memories back. But doesn't remember the mission. Now, I think this is pretty big. I believe 3PO remembers everything going back to the prequel trilogy. Mm, how, though, if R2's memories were also wiped? That's true. But if R2's memories were wiped, R2 maybe could have had a data storage of it, but he doesn't know what data storage it is, maybe. No, nah, I think we're stretching. Yeah, you think it's a far stretch? I think we're a far stretch. So I think far- he only knows Ben Kenobi was a former owner because Leia tells him. It's a far original. stretch. Yeah. Okay. I think he just remember, and no matter what, they're always next to each other. Yeah. In the when their memories are wiped, so they're obviously best friends. So I'm thinking. So as far back as it would go, it'd be at least to anything after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because when Bail Organa says, I'll oh, wipe the droid's memories. So yeah. it'd be going back as far as there. Unless there is something that where someone who works in Lucasfilms confirms it for us, that's what I'm going to believe. Okay, fair enough. So now we get all that happening. Everyone now is basically on Exegol. Get our final battles happening, which is very similar to Return of the Jedi. Oh, exactly. Same thing. Even the so, speech. I love... The Sith Troopers. I hate that they're so short-lived, the Sith Troopers. I think they're dope-ass uniform. Listen, me, I was a big fan of the Sith Troopers when you saw them in Knights of the Old Republic okay. video game. So yeah. to me, I was like, wait a minute, they're bringing in Sith Troopers. I haven't seen this since the 2003 game of the year. Please, this got to be cool. And I love the red for the Troopers and everything. Yeah, they're just regular Stormtroopers, but just red. Like you didn't know that just be- putting Stormtroopers in red would look dope. I like the cult chanting. The cult, all the, uh, uh, you know what? You know what? That's almost similar to as if like when three PO was worshipped by the Ewoks. Oh yeah. So I that was another big thing I saw as the oh. same thing from Return of the Jedi. Uh, uh, you know, that's how I saw these Sith cultists. I was like, oh, so they're worshiping her. Basically, my thing is, are they on Exegol with him this whole time? Or did they travel? I need to know. You know what? I feel like majority of them are there. And I think some of them work in the labs. The okay. Cloning layer, that, mm-hmm. That's where I think like some of them are. Like you see some of the people by like the Snoke back to tanks mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff in the beginning. I feel like that those who are some of these people. Okay. So you just have the whole crew of engineers and stuff. And they're the ones that cult it up with him. Yeah. Basically, I would say that's how I kind of see it. And you see all them with the, the whole Ray and Palpatine confrontation. And you have Kylo now making his run in. Yeah, for the save. And to save the day, Kylo pulls up and gets cornered by his own men. I love how you say it's the same thing how Ray deceives Palpatine. Like, yeah. Snoke she was raises her lightsaber and then puts it behind her back. So we get to see then Ben take out his own knights. Ray's doing her own thing against, I guess, the Praetorian guards again, right? Yeah, I you guess they're guards. They're, the, I guess Imperial guards? Yeah, is that, that's what they, guards? yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be something like that because they were Imperial guards, I think, in the original trilogy. Trilogy, yeah. So, so like, they have to be in Final Order guards, yeah. Sith, Sith guard or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's got to be something like that. And... Both of them are now reunited in this room, and basically, he realizes he can get life from them. 
Yeah, like Palpy says the two will become one. And they are dyads in the Force. And now you basically see this guy come back to life. In a sense, he's not all rotted, you know? He grows his fingers back. He gets his eye. He gets his eyesight back. Yeah, he's got those very yellowish eyes going on right there. I know. I, I'm just. I hate the fact that he's in this movie. You know what? I took notice of though. So because of Palpatine's eyes, I noticed that you noticed Snoke had blue eyes. Yeah. He never had yellow eyes. He specifically says he's not a Sith. Yeah, but I feel like if you still have part of the dark side, your eyes still change color. No, didn't Dooku didn't. Or maybe they're just hiding the color like Palpatine did all these years. Or that. You're right. You're right. You know. But why, what reason would Dooku have to hide it? He wouldn't. Exactly. He was already a separatist. Even D- after he got found out, he still had no need to, to hide them anymore. Because everyone yeah. knew he was a Sith. Or fun. just question why Palpatine is in the movie anyway, and why couldn't we get a different story to end it? This is also true. He wasn't needed to come back. It wasn't. It was random. It's random. I agree. It's what makes the whole first 40 minutes unbearable. Because everyone's trying to figure out, oh, the emperor is back. Where is he coming back from? Blah, blah, blah. Now let's find all the items so we can reach the emperor. Now we're going to finally deal with the emperor. It's like, why couldn't we pick up where they're trying to defeat uh, Ben. It's Why should the movie pick up where they're trying to defeat Kylo? Yeah, it would have been nice. Ray is off training somewhere. You know, it would have been nice if we got more references from the previous movie. You know, it's not regarded as it should be. And I'll delve into it when we get, like, further uh, through and done with this movie. But you had Palpatine, basically, he's back now. The Sith are decimating the entire resistance, and now everyone shows up. You have, which they do reference The Last Jedi in this, where he said, like, listen, no one came for us at the Battle of Crate. What are the chances they're going to come now? Hope. So you do have that, but still not as much as I wish. You know, now I have to rewatch the movie because you said there's an appearance made by the ghost, and I didn't notice that. Really? Yeah, I didn't notice the ghost. Oh, boy. So pay attention. This, when Lando pulls up, pay attention. The ghost is right there. Okay. I saw it when I was in the theater, and I'm with my girlfriend, and I'm like, babe, babe, the, the ghost is there. The, 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 oh, that's the, dope. The ghost. I, and she's I, uh, like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And I'm like, uh, don't worry about it. But that ship is important. The people uh, on that ship are badass. And she's like, uh, okay. You know, I guess I get, I mean, because the first thing I noticed was like, well, I, I, I love how Babu Frick shows back up with Zori. Yeah. You know? Hey, hey. Hey. Like, but I love how Wedge Antilles comes back. I was like, quick cameo. Wedge. I was like the quick cameo from Wedge Antilles. Oh, that is dope. No, um, my, my, my focus is on the ghost. Oh man. I like that. Oh man. Hera piloting the ghost right now. Hera and Zeb together. Oof. Now we're back to the battle. Ben falls from Palpatine and Ray's on the ground from all this. And I love all the voices we have that show up here because we get voices. This, I think, is a great scene in the movie. We get get voices from all over Star Wars. Back to original, to prequel, to the Clone Wars, to Rebels. To Rebels. Like, this is, to me, is huge. And actually, I do love 
how Obi-Wan is the first one to speak and says to her, these are your final steps. Because when he first spoke in The Force Awakens, he said, these are your first steps. So I love that little interaction right there. I think that this was very big. And then all the names of everyone here between Anakin, uh, Ahsoka, Luminara, Yoda, Qui-Gon Jinn, Mace Windu, Kanan uh, was the big one for me. Kanan Jarrus, well, I I caught his voice right away in the right deep, away. I, know, I was like, yo, that, I was like, babe, babe, that's Kanan. She was like, I like, again, I don't know who that is because <laughs> I I said to myself in my head, I said, is that Freddie Prince Jr.? I was like, <laughs> I was like, Freddie? I was Freddy? like, no, no <laughs> way. And Luke being in there, and you know, there were a couple I didn't catch right away. Like I didn't catch Luminara. When I yeah, first saw cool. the movie, I didn't catch uh, Ayla Sakura, and I didn't catch uh, Adi Galia. I don't know if you remember who that one yeah, is. Yeah, I know who that is. You know? So those three, I didn't catch right away. But I okay. caught all the others. All the others. Instantly. The Qui-Gon one was dope. Yo, I loved Qui-Gon making that appearance right there. It was like, oh. yes. The first Force Ghost. Back you know? Again. And to me, it makes sense that he was there because... We learned in Revenge of the Sith that he was able to commune through the Force. Forward. And you heard that from Yoda and Obi-Wan. And he was like, oh. So this was our first time getting to hear it, which I know we're going to see him commune with Obi-Wan, definitely. Yeah, in, in the show. You know, in that TV series. But for us to hear his voice there, it's like that kind of connected our piece from Revenge of the Sith until the TV show yeah. Obi-Wan does it. So I think that that was uh, pretty awesome. And Ray now finally gets up, and she goes all Mace Windu, you know. And then when the lightning isn't enough, you got two. Yeah, because he's like, I am all the Sith, and then that lightsaber hits the hand, and I am all the Jedi. Jedi. And boom! Finally, Palpatine is mercifully dead. I swear to God, if he ever shows up, we're going to have problems. No, um, he's, he's dust. If you if they find a way to bring him back from dust, and... I will stop watching Star Wars. I will stop watching everything Star Wars. It oh, is to me. I might, I might have to find another host. With you my, might have uh, to find another then. co-host because I'm telling you, Rob, the, the band is, is going to break up. Oh, man. You're going to have to find someone else. My heart can't take it anymore. Annie, you're breaking my heart. Oh. You're going down a path that I can't follow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my reading from Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Oscar coming soon. But Ray basically defeats her grandfather, dies, and Ben comes back, and he gives his life to the Ray. Final sacrifice. You know, he sacrifices his life to to save hers. And that was pretty touching, and especially Finn feels. Ray die right there through the force. Mm-hmm. Finn's had a feeling this whole time, had, especially going for the, when they were, the signal in the towers and everything. Yeah. You really see that connection he's where he's gonna he's, he's gonna pop Jedi. up on Tatooine later. Oh god, <laughs> he's gonna pop up on Tatooine like yo Ray. Oh, we training or not? Nah? A lot of big things happen after this. Now you have the war one. You see the first on screen gay scene yes. in all of Star Wars. I feel like that's another big thing. For the franchise, you know, we've never seen anything like that. Never I seen myself any... was like, oh, cool. Nice. I, yeah, I said to myself, I was like, wow, they, f- they did something like that yeah. for the first time, you know? Cool. It's about time. Now I want two female aliens in love. Give it to me. <laughs> what do you want? Two Twi'leks? <laughs> I want two Twi'leks or two Zabraks. 
two Sabrax. Oh my god. I want them touching horns. Oh, <laughs> uh, but after all this happening, you had Wicket who showed up. Yeah, with the little with, guy. And that with that with his little guy right there. That was awesome. Chewie gets his medal. Finally. Do you think um, do you think Moz finally gets to kiss and hook up with her man? You know, I think I think there's adventure for Chewie and Moz. I think they have plans for that, to be honest. Have, maybe. I, really, I think they do, and I think that's why they didn't kill Chewie off. There could be a Chewie and Moz thing happening and Chewie or finally. Or we can just get the love story of how it all started. Yeah, we could get that too. Because that's her husband. That's her man. You know, we even He had... wants him some Chewbacca. <laughs> we even had um if you went back on Kijimi, we had John Williams as the bartender on yeah. Kijimi. You know, that was pretty cool because this this was John Williams' only appearance in Star Wars, and it's his last movie. Appearance making, yeah, making the movies. Like, no more John Williams music. Like, it's okay. He'll do something else. We, can't, we know that. But. I'll probably do Indiana Jones if they make another one, which they probably will. Yeah, definitely. He'll, he's, he's not done yet. He's not done. You think uh, we're going to get like a Lando and Jaina adventure? I don't know know? if I want it, to be honest. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. I don't know if I want it. Because now I've started to think like with Donald Glover wanting to take on his role now as Lando. And there's been rumors about Billy D. Williams partaking in a role as well. See, now that you say that, I think maybe... It's not the adventures of Lando and Jaina. I think it's Lando telling Jaina his like his story. Yeah, I feel like they could. Well, also, I feel like Jaina could possibly be Lando's. Yeah, kid. no, no, that's and that's what I think also. And I think that could happen somehow where they're gonna go into this story. Who knows? There's a lot of things in store for Star Wars. We know that. Now we have ourselves finally back on another planet. We're on Tatooine at the end. Another desert planet? Bro, so, I'm tired. I'm tired. Listen, you know what you know what I'm glad of? You know what I'm glad? Out of all the planets that we visited in The Rise of Skywalker, we did not land on three desert planets. If we were on Jakku, our festival planet, and Tatooine they show Jack at the end of the movie. We still get three desert planets in one movie. Come on. I guess. We don't visit it, but we still we see do. it. I'm tired of the desert. No more desert planets. I'm bored. I'm tired. Yeah. I want not... a jungle planet or a city planet or a factory planet or a planet with nothing. Okay. Fair enough. Hopefully we'll get some new stuff of that. But Ray now buries the sabers, and she is now Ray Skywalker. She assumes the name Skywalker. She died a Palpatine, Rose of Skywalker. And that the name of the movie makes sense, Rise of Skywalker and everything. Ben was the last Skywalker. The Skywalker name is no longer. She she no longer has a name because Palpatine had died. Yeah, so she so takes now the name she Skywalker. takes it on to make it live on. So there's still hope. And yeah, and I like I like the perspective of it because it is the end of the Skywalker saga. I know now she has the name. The name lives on forever, mm-hmm. in a sense. And it lives on forever in stories. So I think I think it was cool that she took the name. I was I was happy with that. That was the end of that. And I gotta say, first of all, for this trilogy, it should have been done by the same director. It never should have changed each time. Or I don't think that. I think there shouldn't have been so much meddling. Yeah, true. Because JJ, I felt like with him coming back, though, to do the third one, he had to take so much stuff 
and just pile it all in. And especially, well, listen, now I know part of it also is not their fault because you can't prevent an actual actress from dying in real life. You know, I felt like that was another issue with the movie. No, I think that didn't even factor into how bad the, that that her dying had nothing to do with how bad with what we got because you could have easily used CGI like they did with Tarkin. You, That's you true. Found ways to work to work around it, but the fact that it's just a bad story. The story's bad. No matter what you do, you can't fix bad story. Oh yeah, it's done. Skywalker saga is done. I personally think. You know, I, I would have taken Rain to do the trilogy Rain, and then JJ to Colin, do his own. I have no problem I with that. Don't, I don't know if you know anything about Colin. Colin Trevorrow was supposed to be the director for episode nine. Okay, I heard about that. Yes. Okay. I don't and know if you know left. anything about his. He, no, he didn't leave. He got fired. Oh, he got fired. Okay. Yeah. He had a whole original script that was something totally different from what we got. Well, you can actually hurts. look it up online. That hurts. And you know what upsets me about this trilogy, though? They're is no reunion between Leia, Han, Luke, and everyone together. I know. It's kind of sad. I, I, I was actually very upset about that because I would have loved to have seen Leia, Han, Luke, Chewie, 3PO, D2. I would have loved to have seen the real gang back together on the Falcon. They're always separated. Yeah. Like, we, we, def- we saw Han and Leia reunite and Han, Leia, Chewie. Like, they gave Luke us every form else. of fan like, service except that one. Well, whatever. Let's move on to some news because I'm tired of talking of the, about the last uh, the Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah, the last right. trilogy. I'm just tired of it all. Bring it on. Bring it Bring on. on the news. <laughs> we got some big stuff. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy is no longer with Lucasfilm. Oh, that's some big, Thank the Lord. big news. She's going, it's funny because now she's going to work with J.J. Uh, Abrams' bad robot. Yeah, well, so, good luck. Yeah, well, uh, We'll stay away from them for a little bit. Yeah, let them stick to Star Trek, all right? Yeah. So with that, now we have this possibility of Lucas taking control of Lucasfilm and John Favreau under him. You know, or basically, I feel like the way it would be if Lucas took control, I feel like Favreau under him is more still Favreau in charge and Lucas is there like overlooking it. There's two people I can see that are not George Lucas running Lucasfilms. Dave Filoni and John Favreau. I don't know why Dave Filoni isn't running it. He's phenomenal. He he's taken he took he took Lucas's baby and turned it into this expansive universe through the Clone Wars. Do you He did what Lucas always wanted. He, he did. Took the, he took the story and made it his own and created new stories. And that's what we want. No, like I agree. Like I said earlier, there's a difference between paying homage to something and completely ripping off and being unoriginal. These movies are unoriginal, except The Last Jedi. The no, other two are unoriginal. It's over, it's like over fan service. And I feel Lucas now possibly going to be the head. That's going to be like some big moves. Though I did see that he had like four conditions on this. Obviously, one of them was with Kathleen Kennedy gone. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a big one because I don't want it touched either. The original trilogy has to be left alone. Please. It's a masterpiece. It has to, it has to be left alone. Yeah. Um, his other one was to have full creative power until he decides to hand it off. Okay. That's fine. I mean, he has, he's always had creative power though. And then his other one was, I get to make my sequel trilogy. Well, how how do you feel about that? Because now it's already, 
I've always heard that he's had, I don't know if he's had stories written up, but he's had ideas of a sequel trilogy written up. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard that he's had, he's had ideas and treatments for up to like a 12, you know, you always hear these crazy rumors. But do you think that is something that would happen? He would get his own sequel trilogy, make his own seven, eight, and nine after we just got that? Hey, you never know. They might rename it. They renamed Star Wars. It was the Star Wars, and then they turned it Star Wars A New Hope, and then they made it episode four. That is true. They could get renamed. So these could just be not Star Wars episode seven. It could just be Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Star Wars, you know? It'd be interesting. I don't agree with him him making his own sequel trilogy. Because now I feel like we get into an aspect of, like, a different timeline of things. Yeah. If if he's talking 10, 11, 12, I'm okay with. If we're talking episode 10, 11, 12, we're good. We're money. Yeah, that none of that was even specified on what that would be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's happening. It'll be, it'll be an interesting take. I'm sure him, Favoru, and Filoni will be the counsel on this decision. So. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll counsel it up. I agree. And then we have, we have a whole bunch of shows getting announced. Yeah, so we have nine Star Wars shows in various stages, including Kenobi, Bad Batch, Cassian, and Mando season three. So that's four shows right there. One, which we're dying to see season two for. We're also rumors of a Darth Maul TV show. Yeah. And aside from that, it's like he's supposedly going to make other appearances in other shows, which I do hope we see him we in see Kenobi. Him. Yeah. I, I want that he twin has, son I want to see the twin son live but from live action, but from Kenobi that day, but from Kenobi's point of view. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Because we saw how it was on Maul's perspective in the mm-hmm. animated series. We should see Kenobi's live action. Want, I want to see how Kenobi, like how, how did they, like how did they run into each other? How did that? Yeah. Just by chance or? Tremor in the Force. Mm-hmm. Nine Star Wars shows. That's some big stuff right there. You ask me. Yeah. We're supposed to get one with a female lead. Yeah, I heard about that. And I heard that there's been like iffy complications a little bit uh, because the woman, I know she was involved with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing going on. Oh, okay. You know, so I heard, um, but I think that'll be cool. Get a female lead show, you know, yeah, some, let's, let's get some, something different going yeah, on. Some new stuff in Star Wars. That's what you makes know? Star Wars so awesome. You could have, it's Star Wars is made to be like, I hate to be like a social justice warrior or whatever, but it's so inclusive. Star Wars is super inclusive. You can have any type of person and it makes sense. It doesn't yeah. feel forced. It doesn't feel like you're pandering. You can have two gay characters and it's fine because we're in a galaxy far, far away. We don't know the rules over there. Yeah, That's it's cool. a different it's a different aspect of things. Yeah. You know, you and you have aliens, brown people, black people, green people, purple people. And uh, we short could little get, green guys. We could get a show that's based off all these like different alien species out there. For yeah. all we know, who knows? Who knows? Like, this Abrax, the family. Yeah, the family of Abrax. The comedy. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get well. Maybe we'll get the Night Sisters and the Zabrax. Yeah, we'll get the Night Sisters. It's a sitcom. You know? Were you and, messing with my magic again? Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got some big things to come. Definitely. Don't make me call Mother Talzin. Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess I should write it down and send it over. Yeah. Let's uh so yeah, why don't we do the sitcom? Yeah, let's do the Star Wars sitcom. <laughs> we'll do let's let us do the Star Wars sitcom. I say we do it. All right, I'm with it. Let's get some new stories out there, man. Agreed. All right, Rob. I think we've called it a night. Padawan learners, I love you. 
May the force be with you always. Then your dude, Dario. And your clone trooper, Robbie Rockets, 12617, signing off.